Oh, uh, let's see. Did I beat everybody back? I did beat everybody back. John's just now coming back in. He's slacking off, going a little bit slow. Guys, welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. Um, episode. Ah, you're not supposed to do that, cheater. Uh, I'm Gonzo. And of course, John. Oh, 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 John. And then there's Kathy's chair. Um, welcome to episode what? One twenty-seven. Sure. I guess Kathy knows. That's kind of my job, huh? Yeah, Kathy needs to do her job. Episode one twenty-seven, Kathy. She's like, what? Huh? What? I think we're on episode one twenty-seven. For everybody that's new, um, this is the part that where Kathy doesn't paint, and I usually do some hobbying. But we have a subject that we talk about every episode. But before we do that, let's go and get to our sponsors. John, you did it so well last week. I'm giving it to you again. Go, John. Not gonna happen. <laughs> he's yes, eating. He will. Oh, he's he's gonna eat a ice cream, <gasps> ice sandwich. cream sandwich. Guys, we want to thank all of our cool sponsors. Of course, Creature Caster for being so awesome. I'll be using some of his paints on all of my um, judgment models. Um, so we'll be using him. Uh, plus, we want to thank uh, Metalhead Minis. Uh, Lynn should be giving us a link to some of the products we'll be selling. She's awesome. You should check her out. We want to thank Techcar and Craft Studios also for providing models for giveaways and just for being an awesome guy, period. If you don't know Dan, get to know him. Uh, we also want to thank Muse on Minis for providing and hosting all of our files so y'all could hear them and keeping our budget really low. So, other than that, we want to thank y'all for doing that. Um... For everybody that's here, thank you for listening. Um, today, let's go and get with the best thing. Kathy, did you change your drink, or are you still doing gin and tonic? I'm having a uh, orange-flavored uh, Stoli what? and tonic. Oh. And she changed it up. <laughs> I know. I'm just like... like Mark the day. <laughs> mind blown. Kathy has changed, or okay, she has added to her repertoire of alcoholic drinks and uh, has done something else. I mean, it's crazy talk. I know. It's, like, it's the unexpected. <laughs> John? Unexpected in the kingdom of madness. What's your uh, choice of drink tonight? Well, I am actually drinking a Jack and Coke. But the Coke is of the cherry variety, and I added a little extra grenadine in to up the cherry a little bit. So we'll see how that ends up. Okay. Um, I am drinking a Samuel Smith's Organic Chocolate Stout. Check out the size of this beer. This thing's huge. Look at it's like on my face. Um, so, uh, you know me? I definitely love my good stout. And it's an organic chocolate stout, which probably means yes. that uh, they got out of the backyard instead of a factory. So. Oh, JD Honey Whiskey and Lemonade is pretty good. And I have Lemonade. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, Hit with some scotch. Oh. Um, You're teasing me. <laughs> guys, what is our... Uh, Jack was free, so... <laughs> we do have at least one tribute today. Um, as everybody knows. Um, John, give us a rundown of this gentleman. Uh, Sir Ian Holm. I mean, you might have seen a movie he's been in. You know, he was in The Fifth Element, which we'll forget about. Yep. Uh, he was in Alien. He's got one of the pivotal roles in Alien. Yep. And then he may have played a small, actually, technically it was a small part in Lord of the Rings when he was Bilbo Baggins in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, not the Hobbit trilogy. Yep. And 
that's just Tim of the Iceberg. He has a long and storied career aside from that. That's just the main movies that those of us might recognize him from. Correct. Which I totally forgot that he was in Aliens. I was like, wait a minute, yeah. Alien? How can you forget yeah. Jesus Christ? Well, I, it's just because of... Android it, Ash. Yeah, because it's been so long since I've seen it's it. still the first one I think of when I think of him. Uh, see, I, I don't. I think of Lord of the Rings. I, I, I don't. I think of Alien. Also, I've seen Alien more recently than Fellowship of the Ring. So, guys, please take care of each other. Please look after each other. See something going on? Help your brother out. Come on, guys. Happy Father Day's, Father's Day to all you fathers out there. Yep. Happy Father's Day. I forgot about that. So, from all of us at More Than Dice, cheers. 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 That's very odd. Oh. That's really, really, really chocolatey. Better than most of them that I've had lately. Lately, I've had some pretty shitty beers. I mean, you said beers. Aren't they shitty by default? Uh, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to put up a picture. Um, and, of course, these show are painted. And show and I, tell. I know, show and tell. Uh, I'm going to put it up here. This is painted by our good friends, uh, my good, our good friend Rainer. Uh, he does the um, picture, he does the studio paint job for these models. Uh, and this is what he did. And this is the way he did it. These are the two Aww. goblins that I got in uh, some of my dearest and most awesome friends in the world got me uh, these two models. Uh, there are two models for Judgment. You know, their skin's not green. Correct. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, if you look on the one, on the, they are a team, so when you field them, you field both of them. You don't field one without the other. Um, and the one on the right is, to me, looks like she's wearing a Jester's outfit. And yes. so yes. a Jester I, hat. Yeah, it looks like a Jester hat, uh, and so on and so forth, and then, you know, these models, I, I don't play Judgment. I only get to play it like every once in a while, and it's just kind of, you know, for funsies. Um, but I love these models. They're super good. They also got me uh, Jaeger, which is the wolf riding goblin. I'll show a picture. I'll show the model on there because I wanted to talk about the difference between these models uh, when we uh, show them. And I'll put together those two goblins um, on air. I'm going to talk about the color scheme that I want to do with them. Um, somebody switch over. We'll go to our paint cam. Paint cam. I'm going to drink another beer. Hmm. All right. So here is the wolf riding goblin. Let me show it. And the other goblins are resin casts. I can tell. You can tell by the big old block of resin. But... The goblin on the wolf is PVC plastic. Interesting. I thought it was interesting, too. I was really expecting them, at least for this goblin, to not be on the wolf. Uh, and he is on the wolf. Um, that still well, looks like a pretty solid quality model, though. Oh, it yeah. is. It is. Very, very good. I'm not, not, not talking about the, Nothing wrong with the quality makes me, at all. It makes me think of the... Uh, uh, Song of Ice and Fire models, how they're all kind of pre-assembled and yeah. on a base. And I think it might even be higher quality than those. Well, th this is pretty good. I got to do a little bit of trimming where you can tell that they, you know, they, 
where they pulled them off the mold and glued them together. I just thought that the model here, the rider would be a separate piece, uh, or not glued on yet, but no big deal. Not like I paid enough. I like enough. that model. It's a fun model. Yeah, it it's is cool. a really cool model. It's pretty clear too. It doesn't look like you're going to have any real <clears throat> problems getting to any part of it uh, with a brush. No. Glued together model sometimes. Maybe the underbelly, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit underneath here or something, but, you know. Blah, blah, blah. I think the only thing I would have done is probably not pat it on the base because you can easily have those three points of attachment be good enough to attach it to the base. That way you can paint the base amazingly Yeah. Uh, without having a lot of trouble getting to the far end. So it looks like it's a little pool of water. It might be a little hard getting yeah. to the far end it of is. it. From that it looks field. like he's in a cave. You it know, is. like at one of those cave pools, the stalactites? Yep. That's exactly what I, I was thinking when I saw it. Actually. Flagmites? Yes, the yep. tights are on the ceiling. I couldn't remember tight. which was which. Well, the, the tight ones hold tight to the ceiling. Yep. Oh, there you go. Boom! I learned something! <laughs> but, I mean, this, this is such a cool model. I mean, here it is uh, with uh, Star-Lord. I mean, huge size. There was a... Uh, what size is this? this is you know, in the Marvel Crisis Protocol, it's slightly bigger in scale than uh, most uh, tabletop game yeah. models. Here is uh, one of the new models from the Warcaster. So, I mean, they're huge. Don't get me wrong. You know, here's the Warcaster you, uh, Warjack. I'll get you a scale comparison if you give me a second here, Gonzo. Because this is one of the GW... What are they called? Ripper Snarl Fangs from uh, uh, Beastgrave. And then I also happen to have Star Lord right here. So, just to give everyone a proper scale comparison, there you go. That's showing up okay? Yeah. So. Tiny, but okay. But I mean, there's, okay. a, there's a little bit of cleanup that needs to be done on this model, but pretty much it's solid. I like there's a little bit of flash right here that I'm just going to shave off and. Just a little thing I mean, that needs to be smooth, but I mean mm -hmm. nothing, nothing to worry no, about. No, no, I mean you expect that from those models. We'll be honest. I mean, yeah. Um, but I'm gonna try to put both of these together. But the model, um, excuse me, I want to paint her up like a a gesture, but one of the colors has to be purple. So I like the idea of uh, holy shit, my table just went crazy. Just break everything. It's okay. Yeah, it's working. So, yeah. It was unexpected. Anyways, yellow and purple, you know, like on her hat, how the, how he has the one side, one color, one side, the other color. Mm -hmm. I think that would, uh, that would look really cool. Yeah, I think purple it's is sort the of right. a, a golden yellow and then that purple. Mm hmm. Yeah, because the names that, are Bell and Sarna, by the way. And that also depends on what color you put on painting the skin because that could change. What's necessary overall? Okay, so let me grab my thing. But I definitely wanted to do... I want to do, like, the the Jester outfit. Because, I mean, here's the face. Um, and I definitely want to do, you know, like, this half purple. And then the other color, I don't know what. But the skin, I was thinking... Mm, I like the green aspect of it. But... I mean, green would work. I think green would actually be almost an ideal color for that. What do you think, Kathy? You could do, uh, I know how much you like to do contrast paint stuff. You could do the skin initially 
a sort of a, a really pale salmon color and then contrast paint your green over that and that might make an interesting highlight color as your green seeps into the crevices and then tints the overall color. Okay, so hold on. I definitely want to use this purple because this purple is just freaking yeah, yeah, yeah. amazingly cool looking color. Um, so I have that plague bearer flesh, but I think that's too much of a icky green. So warp lightning green. Warp lightning. You ask me like color. I know what they look like. I'm sure. Uh, so warp lightning is what I did on Hulk. It's a very kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's very bright. Yeah, I think that that could work if you did a base color as a uh, really pale salmon uh, sort of color, and then did that over it. I I also feel like uh, that would look very cool. You could also do like a grayish color and then do the plague bearer over that, again, the sort of this weird pallid greenish sort of flesh. That's another option. Okay, so we got we got. I think Kathy's idea would look better with purple and yellow, though. Purple and yellow. I mean, mine would look okay, but I think it'd be very neutral rather than complimenting. Okay, so we want to do the um, that uh, yellow that we were talking about, Kathy, from Vallejo, that you're always asking me to use on uh, lava. <laughs> on your object source lighting and stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we want to do this and this. So the, the the yellow and the purple, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, both of those, though, have to be over something. I don't think they go over, I mean, they might go over a... Uh, oh, especially the fluorescent. Uh, fluorescent yeah. colors are incredibly translucent. Yeah, you want you want to base them in something so these you, come and highlight it. Uh, I'll give you an example again. Same model. The jeans, the pants on Star-Lord are the sort of, that sort of blue color, the same one that's blue. So I had to do a base coat of another blue and then put this on and it sort of built up the the highlights, if you will, of that intense blue on the, the raised parts, or actually. Just because I washed it afterwards. So anytime uh, anytime I use fluorescent color, I basically paint everything that, that color is going on white to start out with. Well, and then I can shade into the crevices. Like you could you could take a color and do a contrast over over it, and then that color seeps into the crevices. You know, like go white and then go with your the con. What is it? the contrast white shade white into sort of a grayish? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then once that dries, then you go over it with that really translucent fluorescent color because then you've got shadows there. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I don't think you want to do the. Uh, um, because if you do black primer, primer yeah, it, it that color won't show up in the shadows at all. Yeah, so you think it should do you, use the white? Uh, what is it? The bone, whatever it is, that the the contrast primer. Yeah, oh, no, I would do straight white primer. Just like well, because the, the, the yeah. Like, yeah. Was it wraith bone? I think is what it is, and then do like wraith bone's a bone, so it. it, it I mean, you can things. use white primer and use your contrast paint over it. Correct, but what I'm saying is, for the extra highlighting that we were talking about, doing your your the AKA Kathy fake zenithal trick. Yeah. Yeah. Do it with the wraith bone, and then do 
the white on top of it? I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just oh, really yeah, like this model because I like the face on this goblin. This goblin face is amazing. It really is. It's very goblin-y. It's yeah, it's like, I'm going to fuck you up in the most fun way possible. So. I feel like there's an opportunity to do some kind of neat jewel, jewel sort of eyes, you know, like gems. Okay, cool. So I'm or looking maybe at the this. lenses because she's got goggles. Yeah, she does have goggles. There's a big old hunk of resin on the bottom of this. Now they do have. Yeah, the I don't. Base. I don't like the way those are. That one in particular yeah. is attached to the the sprue. That's kind of no bueno. Heats are always a hassle, but the thing with resin is there. It's easy to file and carve down uh, imperfections. Oh, absolutely, and it looks like it's formed very well. So, but. I hate the giant attachment points for certain things because yeah. that means let me go get my mask, let me get my sanding and filing because it's gonna be a pain in the ass. Let me make sure the vacuum cleaner is ready afterwards. Yeah, you wear a fucking mask when you fucking file <laughs> resin. You don't want resin bits in your lungs. It's no bueno. What? It's no fun. I am absolutely no fun when it comes to safety. <laughs> safety first. So tell you what, guys. Kristen says, remember when filing resin, take all the same safety precautions that you do when you leave the house in 2020. <laughs> so I'm going to look see if this is... Actually, you don't have to file it off. Those big pegs are meant for gluing points. There you go. Okay. Well played. Well played, then. Good. I was kind of curious about that, because, I mean, if you took those pegs off, she would be standing... She wouldn't have any point of contact if you know what i'm that saying that really is a fun model i like the pose and everything yeah i do too i was whenever like i said i don't play a lot don't get to do it but i mean it's i saw these Sometimes models you gotta paint the model for the joy of it yeah and that's that's, that's the reason why i was wanting it. i was like yep i want this that's why i'm painting both the dwarf you sent me in this night i've got is want to paint them sometimes you got stuff sometimes you got stuff yeah, you just paint constantly for a game. You're gonna occasionally lose the joy of it because it all feels like it's a uh, chore. A chore. Yeah, painting for the fun of painting. Indeed. But, no, Who else really just like paints this? for the fun of painting? Anybody else? You know, just paint for the fun of painting versus painting just for getting your stuff out on the tabletop. Any of yeah. the uh, one chat. Her face is just amazing. And Judgment's bigger scale, right? Yes, Judgment is a bigger scale game. It's Fifty-four uh, millimeter. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, that's 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 more more interesting to paint. You can do some more stuff with it. Correct. Like one of the thing I don't know if you may know this, but the Lord Fazil uh, model is one of my favorite models. They do. It reminds me of the. Uh, Lich King from uh, World of Warcraft, and he's riding a, you know, a uh, nightmare, the best way to put it. But he's a frozen king and stuff, and it looks really cool. Let me shave this down just a little bit. So, so now what you're telling Gonzo, he should be cutting away from himself? Oh, no, this is this simple stuff. 
and says once in a while someone in my group might ask me to paint a mini for them and I certainly don't do it for competitive reasons. Oh yeah, goddamn yeah. I had a, a, a bunch of guys who were like, I got all these little models and I want to paint them but I don't know what to do and I'm like, what do you got? And he's like, he got a Yamato, like a, a small Yamato thing and some Abrams tanks and I'm like, dude, I can knock this shit out in a weekend. He's like, really? Because I don't have any skill. I'm like, dude, you don't need skill to paint these. These are the easiest things to paint. Like the <laughs> uh, Abrams. Literally. They are if you know how to do it. If you know how to, uh, you know, the, the basics of the hobby. I mean, yeah, like, but I did some stuff there. I mean, I got Kathy happy. I get good use of old Armory Gloss Black because he wanted uh, <laughs> some Imperial Death Star Troopers painted. I'm like, Helmet Gloss Black. It looked, I mean, nowadays I'd say it looked terrible because I could do so much better, but for him, yeah. he was like, this is great. Like, awesome. Simple. The hardest thing was putting together that damn uh, Yamato because it had little, little tin, uh, details, like the fins, so you had to like, cut them out carefully and glue them to it. It was a pain in the ass. Holy crap. People bitch about Marvel Crisis Protocol models. Go find yourself one of them old Star Blazers miniatures games oh or whatever. You will shut the absolute fuck up. And all that metal stuff was a thousand times harder to put together with when you had just as many annoying little parts, except they're metal. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> People have no idea. It's not even always full, like, lead or pewter or whatever. Like, literally, these are, like, little thin, bendy brass or tin sheets that just... Oh, my God. Luckily, they're smart and they come with extras, because now you're gonna, one's going to pop off into infinity and beyond. <laughs> you, you're, ding! Oh, that one's fucking Things gone. Things that go flying and you will never find it again. Or you'll find it five years down the road when you don't need so, it anymore. Here's my tip. Take a box, turn it sideways... Clip it inside the box with your body blocking the exit, and it will bounce off into the box, and you can find it easily because it is in the box. That's in the brilliant. Box. Yeah. Sometimes you got to. It's like when I when hey, I, I usually it, just kind of hold it so that my hand is kind of covering where the where the clipper is, so that when it does fly off, it just hits my hand and falls right next well, to me. When I clip this off also, I end up this is the stupid thing. I actually it's something I actually put my gut right up against the end of my edge of my desk. So that anything comes it'll hit there and stop and not because it falls aside, it bounces it it'll be a little easier to find because it's lost some kinetic energy by bouncing off. You know what I've seen is there's a thing that somebody makes and it's it's like an apron. And it attaches to your table edge. Uh-huh. Seen those. So so that there's there's so anything that falls there lands in this little uh, sort of pocket of material that's kind of going from you to the edge of the table. That is really I not a bad idea. Yeah, it's not if especially if you're prone to dropping stuff. And I am. I had to get a whole new model for uh for this particular Malifaux model because I lost the arm when doing it. Like literally when oh, I moved geez. out of that place and and looked around on the floor and was sweeping up. I couldn't see the arm anywhere. I'm like, I have no idea where that arm went. Mm -hmm. It just said goodbye. Usually for us, uh, when we lose something like that, it's because the model got dropped and the piece broke off and went flying into some someplace unknown. In which case, like there was one thing that Jim painted and we were getting ready for Adepticon. It was the night before and... He dropped this model on the kitchen floor and the gun broke off 
We looked all over the floor for that uh, thing in the kitchen. G-A-W-N gone. <laughs> it's not a big kitchen. It doesn't matter. Oh, so the week after that, I found it. And the it was not on the gone? floor. Yeah, it was not on the floor. It was, it somehow bounced off of the floor and landed on the sideboard. That's why you look everywhere if you're looking. But I mean, we had that problem at the games and stuff when we were hopping there. So we would clip something to go under the table, and now we're all on the ground on our stomachs looking for it. Because Doug's like 90 years old. You can't have Doug on the floor looking for stuff. So we look for stuff on the floor for Doug. The floor was clean, though, after. <laughs> so, Gonzo, uh, you know, you should probably show a little patience and let a part dry before you go and start putting it all together. But I think uh, it's way I too hit it. Oh, no, I know, but I, I literally, I'll, that's why I work on multiple. Everyone always says that. Uh, why do you have so many models, John? Because I'll do part of one model, then set it aside and work on another one while that one dries or whatever, so I can go back that's, to it then. That's exactly the way to do it for most things. I mean, yeah. whether, whether you're throwing a little green stuff on models or throwing, throwing a wash on models, because now while this one's drying, you can do the other five. And it doesn't have to be a, a squad of guys, multiple models. I mean, nope. it could just be like the random shit that I have in front of me. I have an old Reaper Knoll. I have uh, this crazy anglerfish model from Artisan Guild. I have Gabby that was sculpted by Christine Van Patten. I have a dwarf. I have a Mithril Galadriel. I have a couple of Games Workshop Nurgle guys. Just random stuff that yeah, I've been making bases for, and I'll work on all of these. Yep. It, it helps you, because sometimes <laughs> things need to dry. You do a wash, need that to dry before I can go on to the next thing. Um, or you put any other models, and you can, that way you can uh, glue them to the base first, which I heartily suggest if that's going to be, if you're going to paint them like that. Then put the stuff on them so they have a more solid way to rest. I'm it all depends shots on, account, yeah, it all depends on what you're painting and yep. what your base looks like, whether you want to paint the model separate or glue it to the base first. Yeah, there, there are very rare times that I will paint the base separately. Usually it's because it's a, hold on here, giant spider thing, and you can't really put it on the base to, and, and get any painting on the base because otherwise it just ends up like covering the entire fucking base, you know. You, how are you gonna paint that shit, really? Yeah, I and like I to. Put on the base, but I like to paint bases first sometimes. Yep. And so you paint the base first, and then you attach the model. Yep. Pinning, I like every single one of these things that I just mentioned. I pin, I drill the holes into both the feet, so that once the base is painted, I can pin them on there because at that point if you clip them off of a sprue and you're gluing them to sand and gravel surface instead of plastic uh, you need that extra support for a model even if it's just a plastic model now I won't go quite as far as Kathy and uh, uh, you know and pin them and, and paint the base completely separate but I paint the base portion of the model first because that makes a smaller area I have to be careful with, the bottom of the foot or whatever. Uh -huh. That way I can be like, okay. That way you're not like being careful with the whole base. You can be try brush the base to your heart's content, get a little on the feet, who fucking cares? 
when you're painting afterwards. Just a little bit around the edge of the feet you got to be a little careful with. Exactly. Sort of keep your touch-ups to a minimum as a time-saving. Uh, sometimes it's a pain. Sometimes you're doing Star-Lord, and he's got that little uh, wisp of smoke exhaust on the bottom of his base, and then you got to be really careful when you're painting that. But, you know, literally I did most of that, and then I only had to be careful right around his... Uh, his foot here with the uh, where the exhaust is coming out. You know, you sort of and you, and you develop these over years of how how it works for you. Mm -hmm. You know where you your focus can really hit. Like I feet to a base, generally I am hyper focused. I'm the most focused I am on any part of the model there. And you know, you got to know. You know twice I said, you got to know your limitations and know where your strengths are, and that's that's where I go. If you go like that. <laughs> you get a model like this where there's no basing, you're not sure what you're going to do for basing. I'm probably just going to use GW con uh, texture paints for the base of these, but I don't even know. So then you're just going to be careful when you base it. But being pretty simple around the feet, it's literally just a coat of you know, metallic and then a wash. It'll be no worries. Is that a round peg, square hole, Gonzo? Yeah, I'm looking at it. and Is there uh, something on there that... It's still yeah, still being cleaned off. Yeah, so clean some off. I can see it from here. Well, it yep. looks like see it. See if that angle very good. Nope. There's, there's stuff on the bottom you need to clean off. It's well, keeping it up too high. Yeah, it's definitely keeping it up too high, but it's not the I'm shape that the this screen. is. I'm pointing the screen. It's right there. I can see it. Are you sure? Point point again so I can not see it. Right, right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, I can see it at the angle you're holding it at. The light shines off it, and you can see the part where it's like a second tier of material, so to speak. There's a whole smooth bottom of the foot, and then there's a bit hanging out below that. And I think that's what's causing you the problem. Well, if you look at the shape, it's got a square back, and then it looks like the foot, you know, comes and fits down in here. So if you were to try to put it in that, it still doesn't fit, but it definitely is too high, that's for sure. Yeah, I think you need to try... Trust me, you start putting the knife to it a little bit, you'll see where that part of the sand is. Hold on. Or just get the file and file it down flush. Get the mask and the file and file it down flush. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> yes, thank you, John. Get the mask <laughs> and the file. Oh, so wait a minute. If you look at the model, the model is not sitting... It would be... And see, people the speed on backwards. To keep oh, the I see what you're saying. He leans. So his foot is up. over there. And his arms go forward. And that's interesting. Huh. Weird. Yeah, so it's like this and this. So it's not yeah, weird. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's weird. It is. Because if you would think of it, you see this, oh, I'm going to place them forward and in the center of the base, and that does not work. So this one is like this. You have to mask the file and the chainsaw. <laughs> Wait, there's a chainsaw? That seems I mean, yeah. a little excessive. Didn't, uh, didn't Dallas uh, demonstrate that, uh, Gonzo? Was that the weathering tool that you did? Yeah, the uh, <laughs> weathering tool. <laughs> Long time ago. Oh... April Fool's jokes. Yeah. On the Wayback Machine. Way, way back. I find it. 
it's funny now, I, I think, that the Wayback Machine is a uh, reference that's so old that goes so way back, people may not get it. It's so old, it's older than any of us. Is it really? It is. Because it's from uh, Sherman and Peabody on the Rocky Bullwinkle show, which is before any of our time. Really? Yeah, really. Uh, I heard John typing away. He's going to Google that shit. I mean... Of course I'm going to call that shit. <laughs> it beat you to it. <laughs> who beat who beat you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Hidden found it. Uh, so not only is it before our time, it ended a decade before I was born. Uh-huh. What, what's, what's the actual date? I can't see. Uh, 59 to 64. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I know, right? And... Saw the crap out of it on, uh, and yet it's still awesome. It is still awesome. Rocky and Bullwinkle, folks, totally worth watching, even now. Even now. And and when you when you consider the date, Boris and Natasha makes so much more sense at the time. I mean, the Cold War was a thing us growing up too. Yeah, but even more so. Mm-hmm. Setting this model aside to let it dry while I work on the other pieces of the model. Good what? plan. <laughs> good, good plan, Gonzo. Madness. <laughs> I really oh, love these sorry. fists. These fists are really freaking cool. They are cool, and I, I love how he painted them with that sort of NMM gold. At least that's the impression I get. Also, sort of looks like from the from the uh, the way they're it looks like they're glowing too. Yes. <laughs> I could see actually with those little pistony things sitting at the edge, making the inside of them a little blue glowy thing. If you're feeling froggy. I don't know what color I want to go with him. I just know that I wanted Sarna to be gestury colored. Well, uh, gives you plenty of time. Gives you plenty of time to make sure you know what skin color you're going and everything. Yep. That's important. I can't paint a damn thing to another skin color, which is one of the things I love about the Marvel Crisis Protocols is at least you have a place to start. Though, if you get like me, like I was with uh, MODOK, I was sitting there for forever, you know, had all of his rocket thrust from his chair painted, and I'm like, I don't know what color I'm going to paint him, and spent like forever looking online for alternate schemes and all until I came up with one that I was going to use. But once I get a scheme, I'm pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not hesitate to steal your schemes from anything. I'm painting my, my Battletech mechs in technically in Badab War Space Marine chapter colors. Because why the hell not? I see no problem with that. Yeah. You don't mind you can paint I I got a buddy who's painting this stuff, you know, proper, you know, Davian heavy guards or freaking, you know. Tenth Lear and Rangers. I'm like, that's cool and in and and very in universe, but how about, you know, we paint these up like the Mantis Warriors and these guys like the Astral Claws. Or plaid. Or plaid. Uh so know? actually I may get a one certain mech and send it to Kathy as a gift. 
because it should be painted plaid because it is a Highlander. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> uh, you know what I forgot to do this week? I forgot to prime uh, these so we could tell the difference between these two print jobs. Oh, I was going to oh, say Playback yeah. Wear Online, but that works too. Yeah, well, I had a pretty busy week. Yeah, you had a hell of a week. You were totally forgiven. Yeah. So for anybody that didn't know, um, this week was my birthday. Uh, Wednesday, I turned uh, 48. Uh, on top of that, I had one of my dogs have a, um, he had to have one of his toes removed and then had a, um, what am I talking? What was it? Stroke? I had a stroke. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, he had a stroke and so he was at the doctor's office and we were trying to make sure he was okay. Um, so we've been feeding him and the doctor had him for like two days and so. He is an old dog, but, you know, that's, you know, pets. pets. Family members. Yeah, my aunt's uh, uh, dog, unfortunately, uh, passed this past week. So. It unfortunately happens. It is reality of the world. It's just uh, still tough to get through. Yeah. And then, of course, all the stuff happening in the world today, because, you know, I'm an empath, and anytime I see something that happens and I like that <laughs> fucking wrong, I want to beat a person. Uh, Gonzo, I'm with you. 100% with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, so. I, it's kind of weird how we are... Yeah. I see videos and I'm like, that motherfucker needs a punch in the mouth. Not like any lasting harm. Maybe a punch in the mouth will teach him some good and make him figure out the error of his ways. But I did get to play a decent amount of Elder Scrolls online. That was my, you know, my gateway. Release? Yeah. Because uh, I could sit there and watch my dog while he's on his bed and, you know... It's also sometimes a lot easier when you have the time like that to play a continuous game, not uh, something chunky, if you will, like uh, MacWare Online, where you play it in chunks. That's why I call it chunky. So, but I mean, did that, and which was a really I'm actually really enjoying that damn game. It's Good. Really a lot of fun. I've got I got a group of people that I play with. I've got one person that we do everything together with, and so um, this, she's my ride or die dungeon runner. Because I have like ride or and, die, yeah, and she's my ride or die whenever we go on dungeon runs and uh, do the daily stuff and everything. So, the new saying is "yeet or be yeet." You'll be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, learning stuff and then trying out a new class that I wanted to try out and that I can just do in a little bit of downtime. Type it's thing. uh, it's funny speaking of ride or die guns. So when we're whenever uh, Marshall was driving someone new who'd never been with us before. He, he would look over to me and go, ride or die. And I'd just be like, ride or die. Because Marshall drives fast. Oh. And <laughs> is prone to scaring people who aren't ready for it. Sort of like <laughs> someone else I know this weekend that was driving us around on Saturday. Like a maniac? Kept him busy. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest right now. It is weirdest on the road because roads are starting to get a little more volume. But still, when it's not fully open. Yeah. And this still the amount of fucking idiots and morons on the road compared to good drivers is crazy. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are totally going to explode when everyone's back and suddenly it's 5 o'clock on a weekday and your ass is stuck in traffic. You're going to be just head explode. And uh, Captain Mizzy says that uh, she does not drive like a maniac. She doesn't know that she doesn't know what a break is. 
<laughs> I mean, brakes what happens to your car if you don't hit the brakes. Uh-huh. So. I had to stop for geese yesterday. I mean... Is that uh, I, northern for gas or... No, no. Geese. Oh. Geese. Geese is in... Geese. Probably Gooses. Canadian. Geese. Yeah, oh yeah. They were Canada geese. You can run those fuckers over. They're mean. They're the opposite of actual <laughs> they're Canadians. Gonna, they're not going to run over animals. Funny, it's funny I say that, and then I'm the one who swerves to avoid squirrels. Right? Wreck. <laughs> yeah. I stopped. I felt... Ranks come behind me like, what's going on? And then like, a squirrel comes by and like, you can feel their eyes in the rear view mirror like, look at you like, you motherfucker, you stop for a squirrel? Like, yeah, stop for a squirrel. Squirrel don't do anything wrong. Fuck you. I actually, I was on an off-ramp, and there were geese standing on the off-ramp of the interstate, and I had to slam my brakes on, and the person behind me was following too close and very surprised. Yeah, I mean, brake check. That That's why you allow for following distances for yep. in case of emergency. Captain Macy says, the one major accident I have ever had is because it was raining and I had bald tires. Fight me. Oh, man, bald tires are the worst. <laughs> Uh, well, in the rain, Captain Macy, oh. the one major accent I had. Oh, I never had a major accent. Sorry, John. Hey, I drove like a maniac when I was young too. I understand. I was lucky more than good. My first car had rear wheel drive in Minnesota and had absolutely no weight to it. Oh, and oh my God, that was so much fun to drive in the snow. You know, it's snow and ice. Woo. <laughs> so it turns out my old station wagon, the rear brakes had locked, so I was sort of dragging the ass end around, which didn't matter so much. It sort of affected the acceleration a little bit. Except I got to the snow, and literally I'm like, God, my ass end is everywhere. And then, like, afterwards, you took it there, like, oh, yeah, your whole, your brakes had frozen in the back. That's why your ass end was swinging around in the snow. I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. We need to fix that. Well, that's how it happens, Captain Mizzy. Like, the money always comes in right afterwards. Or you just did some work on your car, and then the accident you had no control over comes in. That's just Murphy's fucking law, unfortunately. That is such a weird and creative way to have posed that miniature on the base. It's so balanced, and now that the arms are on it, but before the arms were on it, it just looks so odd. Oh, yeah. Actually, I kind of like having, a, if you have specific bases, having a spot for the model specifically. Because it yeah. helps. Because otherwise, we're going to put models on for stupid poses. Because I would have put that guy on before I put the fists on. I've been like, oh, now he's totally unbalanced. I'm going to pop yeah. well, that's what I did with my, uh, that's what I did with my Spider-Man for Marvel Crisis Protocol. You know, his little rubble thing? But mm -hmm. I put on the base, I put it too forward on the base. And, uh... And so now he, once I attached him to that girder, he was too far forward, and it was a little, it's a little lopsided. Yeah, I've taken to trying to assemble the models entirely off the base, and then put them on the base last, which is a pain yeah. in the ass. But that would have been the smart thing to do. Yeah, you can't always do that, though. Some models smart things? Will fight yeah, you. that's true. You can't always do the smart thing. You just can't. No. As much as you try, as much as you would like to. I actually kind of like uh, stuff like uh, 
uh, Eisenhorn here where he's got like a molded base part so you know exactly where to put him on the base because just center that shit on the base and it, he stands on that until then you're like oh perfect and then he's got to put some base material around the edge to uh, to work it out so it goes to the edge and not everything's good not that I'm, I mean heck no mission 40k maybe I will use Eisenhorn so I'll make it easier to use Inquisitors with other stuff so I've got. Let me put these a little patch away. You got a trash panda. Uh-huh. So, pretty much done with Star Lord. I mean, he's solid. The jacket, the brown jacket, turned out really, really well with the contrast paints. It did, like, yeah. I mean, it came out doing a really light brown and then doing the dark brown underneath it, on top of it, did really good. I'm not too happy with this dark brown, but it it's okay. Uh, if I'm going to make a suggestion, because it sort of helps, and it's what I did on mine, is the hands, maybe uh, repaint them a base color and then do like a black, do the black uh, contrast over them, because it'll help them stand out and not just blend in. It looks like they're he's wearing gloves or something. It, it breaks it up. If you want. If not, just stay with them. It just looks kind of weird to me when I'm looking at there, but it might look different in person. Well, like the hands, maybe it would look the same color. Too, yeah. too much brown. Jacket. Too much yeah. brown, yeah. So, like, you can't really so, see mine as well, but mine I did, I did sort of grayish-brown, uh, grayish-black hands, and you really can't tell on this camera here. Uh, for people that are listening or watching, uh, I'm oh. my challenge is to paint all my Marvel Crisis Protocol in contrast paints unless it's a metallic. Um, and so everything I've done with my Marvel Crisis has been in contrast paints. Um, so, I mean, I got Groot. Groot's pretty much done. He looks solid. Trash Panda, Rocket, I'm kind of... I, I want to do a good solid yellow on this, but I've got to actually do real yellow and not contrast paint. Catch up. Uh, and then Rocket, I've got to do, you know, I've got to paint him black, brown, and white. And the, the typical raccoon's colors. So I'm just going to take the straight um, contrast paint and go straight over his gloves and see what happens. I mean, it's not like I can't paint over it. With a so white or something. Sort of a closer look. Not quite focusing. Let me see if I can get it to focus a little bit. But where mine's at. And I really like it as far as the hands compared to the guns and everything. It helps... Uh, Break it up a little bit. I still need yeah. to do the arm on the arm and all, but see, it already looks separate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the way that looks. It, it like I said, it was looking a little too brown. And you can wipe the excess off with your fingers to bring the, uh, yeah. you know, the highlight back up on the fingers. And back to oh. Legionnaire says, going to have to green stuff my Riot Quest starter. Dreyfus's shield is paper thin. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I've actually found Star-Lord. He has, I would say, this great level of detail where you can just do what Gonzo and I did and paint the majority of the count brown. But there's a lot of bits there. If you wanted to, you could paint it in different colors and all. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to do a little touch-up on them. I'm going to, well, not touch-up, but, like, the buttons. I'm going to do silver and, you know. Get oh, yeah, I did that. that. That's that's a pain in the ass, but I did it. I'll be honest. I was really thanking God for my little magnifying heads that it made things a lot easier. 
I see a, a brush with a better point that holds uh, holds enough paint to make it worth a shit, which is my forever problem. I mean, because there's little shin guards. That was the um, shining silver with yellow contrast over the top of it. Kind of like how I did the Iron Man, which was paint them the oh, silver yeah, yeah, yeah. and then wash them with red. Reds and Mine yellows. are currently uh, just straight up gray because I'm not sure what color I'm going to paint them. That's sort of like the only part of Star Wars I'm not 100% on. Eh. Yeah, there you go. Oh, fireworks again? Oh, well, like fireworks. I mean, it's that's been our neighborhood for for well every year it starts in really May. We're always like it's fireworks or gunshots. Hopefully it's fireworks because one makes me go and do something. It's it's not generally gunshots here. Not in our neighborhood. And you never know. We're a little crazy right now. A little crazy. Yeah, my old neighborhood in Minneapolis just had a. Uh, uh, a shooting where one person the last I heard the news one person had been killed and 11 people were wounded up okay. in uh, up in Minneapolis in uh, my old neighborhood where I used to live which is uh, hooray so yeah world's a weird place right now yeah I, don't, I haven't heard anything about who might have done it or what the deal was otherwise yet so I could say something pessimistic and terrible, but I will not because positivity. Yeah. And I did do Star Lord's hair blonde just because I thought it would be too much brown to put brown hair with a brown coat. It's a nice contrast. Yeah, I did mine. Uh, a, it's like rucksack tan right now. I'm gonna dry brush it with something to make it look blonde. But that's one of my remaining couple steps. I gotta do his eyes for the mask, the hair, and then figure out what color I'm gonna paint the uh, shin guards and the whole left arm armor that you painted brown. Yeah, this stuff right here. Yeah, all that, yeah. Right. Metal? I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. It looks like, like just some armor he has. Like he has just some armor. The other side looks like it's obviously part of the coat. The uh, the left side actually looks like it's... Uh, pink! Paint his hair pink! Uh, it kind of looks wow, like it's so, like just some leather armor. Uh, it just, it's just so different. I can it, it can go either way, but when I looked at it, I'm like, it looks like it's something on top of the coat, like definitely. Yeah, yeah it's definitely something. But I mean, it, it's it's a leather armor. It's not like a metal armor because of the ridges and the way. It, so it like kind of uh, like a motorcycle jacket, you know the the ones that have the built-in sort of padding stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It, it actually looks. It some of it part of reminds me of is like a shin guard, but it looks like it's segmented plates. It doesn't look like it's just leather. But, yeah, it's a personal thing. When you get to that part of the model, you can go like, yeah, it's just leather armor. When you look on the field, it'll look fine. It's just when you're painting with a two-times magnifier thing on your, <laughs> on your, you're like, damn it, I can see all the detail here. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I remember the first time I used magnifier light, and um, I looked at my models that I 
that they were good. I mean, I thought they were good. And I looked at them under the magnifier. I'm like, I can see every flaw. Oh my God. Which actually is good because, you know, once you can see that stuff, you can work on it. I've got votes for green and pink hair. So I got punk rock, uh, punk rock Star Lord. Why not? Sure. <laughs> I'll go reasonably standard. Throw a dirty blonde there. Then I might have to buy more Marvel Crisis Protocol models. That's the last one. One thing I've learned about blonde hair is you don't really need a lot of just plain yellow in it. If you use yellow, then it just looks weird, like unnatural. So tan, your tans are your best bet. Yep, tan, yellow contrast, a little bit of yellow over it. Yellow contrast is very yellow though, because I used it on the Wolverine, and it really made like the uh, the yellow bits very yellowy. Well, I know that uh, next week I'll be picking up Gamora and that packet. Yeah, g picking up that packet, and of course the um, Accuser and Drax. Uh, I will probably do them one at a time. I'll probably get Groot and uh, Trash Panda next and then go from there yeah, I, I really need to pick up Killmonger and uh, Black okay. Panther because I'm more likely to play Avengers or Cabal than I am to play Guardians I literally just bought Star-Lord because he was really cheap on Amazon and the whole like problem model. was it's going to take a while to get him in stock and I'm like I ain't in a hurry <laughs> people were, were had mentioned uh, that on uh one of the groups. I'm like, oh, he's here. He's like, oh, I don't want to wait until this date. And I'm like, what, do you got a game schedule between now and then? <laughs> I mean, it's a little harsh, but I'm trying to make people see that you can save money on a model, and it's not really going to affect your gaming. And they end up coming in in plenty of time anyways. Well, also, um, Thanos coming out pretty soon, too. So, definitely picking up that model. I don't want, you know, his buddies and everything, but I definitely want uh, Thanos, because that's just it's a huge model, yeah. and it's really cool. Commenting. Banyan, did he get his Black Dwarf? I hope he got Black Dwarf, but he got uh, some of the others. He actually he did actually a really cool uh, like bit of uh, stone and uh, like telekinetically picked up stone and all around uh, whatever the fuck that guy's face is. Yeah, I, know. I, don't, know, I don't know the names. Telekinetic douche number one with an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Ebony Ma. Ma. <laughs> I'll stick with Telekinetic Douche with an attitude. It works. Everyone knew what I was talking about. Ebony Ma. Is there an Ebony Paw, too? No. I know that much. <laughs> yeah, he was Ma super and Paw funny. Ebony? Because no. he, he, he likes those guys. I'm like, that's cool. You got your team. Yeah, they look really cool in miniatures. I know I saw a lot of people painting Black Dwarf. Uh, on the Facebook group this week because it came out and people were just like winning and on over him. Because it's, yeah. it's a really cool miniature. I need to pick up Thor too, don't I? Shit. Thor and Loki is a must, which I need to really, really go ahead and finish painting them. I started them a while back, but I Groot and them came in, so I was like, uh. Thor separate or is it Thor and Loki together? Thor and Loki, Loki together. Thor and Loki together? Yeah, Thor and okay. Loki together and. No, Thor and Valkyrie and Loki, Loki and Hela. 
Guess I'm ending up without the Guardians. Yeah. Sneaky packaging that, which isn't really a problem because they are technically speaking as Guardians, but if you're playing Avengers and Cabal, you need to get both. Yeah. Thor and Valkyrie and Hela and Loki. And Loki is fucking balls amazing in the game, by the way. He is such an annoying bastard. It's well, he should be. Yeah. Figured I'd add some little white tufts to this while I was. What time is it, by the way, John? Almost time for our media section. It's a little bit of contrast paint. Yeah. Well, I wanted to. Hey, it looks oh, like oh, some I'm not gonna fun highlighting. I like the smoke, how it's going. I think it's looking really good. It's looking yeah. amazing. Yeah, this, I was like, there's certain things you can do with the contrast paints, and there's certain things you can't, and getting a pure white out of the contrast paints is something you really can't do. No, I mean, they're they're never meant to be the only tool in your toolbox. They're meant to be a tool in your toolbox. I mean, I could have left it alone and just did that and be done, but I was like, uh, I just want to elevate that smoke a little bit. Yeah, it works. It's, it's nice with the extra highlight. Yeah, it's just giving that little extra oomph to it. It differentiates it from the base too, and I don't know what you were planning to do with the base. Uh, it's going to be a dry brush white on it, like my other ones. Um, I have to do a uh, get a little bit once I get a gray dry brush and then a white dry brush, then it'll be like all the other bases. But this will definitely set it up a little bit more. So yeah, two minutes to media section. I don't know if it, if this is a point where you just want to switch over now or. Uh, uh, no pressure. No pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. Yeah. Right, let me go ahead and switch over. Take no off pressure. And dim lights. Here we go. Um, so okay, so go back. We're going to. I'm going to prime these with the gray, the wraith bone of the uh, contrast primer that we talked about. Uh, I'm going to do the same thing with him. And then I'm going to take white primer and do the, you know, just a quick so I can see it. And then go back and do the little, you know, touch-ups where I want the extra, extra color on them. And we will do the purple and yellow and green possibly next week. What do you think, Kathy? John? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. I did not add the little, uh, whatchamacallits. There's like these wires. Daggers? No, there's wires and stuff that go onto all this oh, stuff. I'm just okay. like, eh. They're, they're actually, I mean, they're resin and they're thin. And, you know, this would, I mean, I can pull them off, but I'm afraid that they might break and, you know, playing with them. And I just don't want to deal with them. Because it still looks good by itself, so I mean, I'm not worried yeah. about it. You can just heat them up, but then they'll bend. Yeah, because they're supposed to go from here to here, and I then mean, here to here, and I'm just like, eh. I can understand that whole, you know, let's just leave that off, because otherwise it's just going to break while you're playing anyways. Like like my Warcry thing, where I'm like, yeah, this chain is just going to, it's inevitable that it's going to break, this stupid little thin chain on this model. I think I do want to do because this is a wand that she's carrying, by the way. And I think on the inside of this area right here, I want to do some OSL with like uh, 
I thought it was some kind of a wrench. No, it's it's a wand. She tool. It's a sonic screwdriver. It's a sonic screwdriver, yeah. With like some like electric blue or whatever. This void. She's got goggles. It's like a welding something or something. Or like this turquoise or sky blue or whatever. I've got like I've got fifty billion colors. Everybody knows my paint rack. My paint rack. Yeah, you got a couple colors. <laughs> just a few paint racks. Couple. Uh, just a couple of colors. So Star Lord is pretty much done. Groot's pretty much done. Rocket, I'll have to work on later. Alright, let's switch over to the media section. That way I can drink some more beer, too. And now we're in it late for the media section. I'd just like to point that out. Alright, I blame John. <laughs> it's all Gonzo's fault. I John. <laughs> oh, okay. Give Thanos now, please. Yeah, I'm ready to, I'm ready to pick up Thanos. It's a very cool model. Uh, it's, it's got, got some really cool, cool rules, and you've got where you can play Thanos as a super bad guy, I guess you want to say. Echo, Gonzo. Wait, there's Echo? Check the audio settings for the screen. Oh, does the scene have a weird thing going on? Oh, Gonzo's got Echo. No, it's Gonzo. I, it, it's the old mic settings that I need to get rid of. Uh, on this because now I'm using it through uh, Skype. How are we doing now, guys? You have to talk to them now. I got to talk a bit more. Oh, good now. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to get. I definitely want to get Thanos. Not only just because it's a cool model, but he's used as a supermodel, and so he he's like a raid boss, and so you can have him with the Infinity Gauntlet, and he just fucks people up. So it'd be kind of neat. Sort of like the uh, one for uh, Ultron. Yes. Um, so, I'm looking at my media section, and I have a total of one, two, three, four, five, but three of those five are rewatches that I watched yesterday. But it's something we can all talk about because it is. I know Kathy's got at least one. I actually had seven. I have at least time. one. I have I have three. What? what? Holy crap! This is a banner day for Kathy. Not only does she drinks something different in the liquor section, she has three things to talk about on the media section. Uh, I guess Marketing. It's good that you didn't really watch much this week. Huh? <laughs> watch out, people. So uh, I guess I'll go with one of them. And so I'm watching um, uh, on Netflix, The Order Season 2 came out. Uh, the Order is about a group of college people that are in um, there's a group of mages and a group of werewolves. Um, I've Season 1 was pretty good. I think I gave it a pretty good rating when I watched it. Uh, there were some couple of CW moments. Uh, within it, but it was still a good show. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that season season two has kind of dragged. I'm only about four episodes in. So you but said I knew was watching it. Yeah, the werewolves were actually really cool. The werewolves look good. 
they aren't shitty. They're the big guru, you know, heavy hitting, you know, beasts uh, type thing. Um, so I'm, I'm in it so far. It's not bad. I, I did have to crack up and laugh a bit uh, because uh, in one of the scenes they walk through where all the mages keep their heavy, uh, all their magical artifacts. And there's a Zoltar machine there. And, uh, and they actually talk about it. It says, well, you really don't want to do this because the Zoltar machine, he's kind of sarcastic and, you know, we'll fuck things up for you. Which everybody knows the uh, Zoltar machine is the machine in Big where Tom Hanks gets turned into an adult. Um, which I thought, it just gave me a good chuckle. And, you know, it, it's just stuff like that. It's just kind of fun to see when they do stupid stuff like that. Um, I also noticed that, like, one of the skulls that they kind of looked at kind of look like the skull of a mystic from Dark Crystal. Uh, the way it was kind of whatever, pulled out, and, or Skeksy, whichever one you want to put it. Um, and it had some real runic-looking carvings and stuff. It looked kind of neat, and it kind of reminded me of that. Um, but so far, it's it's okay. It's not bad, but it's not great. Um, I heard not that the bad, ending like is... the most backhanded compliment ever. It's not yeah. bad. It's not also bad. Also means it's not good. Which there's like I yeah. said, there's some you know there's there's other things that are worse. Cats. I call that meh. <laughs> yeah, right now it's it's at the, it's at the meh stage. It's, it's at the you know two point five space RPs, but we're only I'm like I said, only ha- not even halfway through the season yet. Uh, it's only ten episodes, so I'm gonna give it a little bit, see where we go with it. Um, I heard the ending is a oh shit ending to the season, so hey, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it's gonna be really really good. So, yes, it is somewhere between Cats and Casablanca. Well, might put it exactly between Cats and Casablanca. <laughs> For people that are new, we have two rating systems. We have the Space Herpes rating system, which, if anybody remembers, is from the Ice Pirates. Um, the less amount of Space Herpes, the better. And so this one rates as a 2.5, which is right in the middle. And then we have a rating between Cats and Casablanca, with Cats being the worst, of course, Casablanca being the best. And uh, it's right in the middle of those two. So we're just going to see, wait... Uh, I'll give a full final review whenever we're in, but I will continue to watch it because the werewolves are freaking amazing. Uh, the Knights of St. Christopher. Um, the special effects on them are amazing. They look like the werewolves I think they should be. Um, the way I picture werewolves, so I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Kathy? So I finally... After having seen the first Hobbit movie in a theater, uh, yesterday I, I caught bits and pieces of the second one because I was I was doing stuff and uh, and I caught the end of the second one and then we moved right into the third one. So I, I actually got to see all of the third one. I love the ending of the second one. It is an absolute dick move ending point, but. It mean you just couldn't have the movie go on any longer at that point. But I'm pretty sure the by by a quote of the evening though was wait there's three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Kathy. When that ended the theater, everyone's like, "What?" I'm just laughing my ass off because that's sort of the joke ending I wanted to have for the Fellowship of the Ring, where you know Boromir's sitting there, he's got arrows in him, and L- and Lurch just pulls back his bow and then it ends, and you go into the next one. <laughs> It's okay, that kind yeah. of thick ending. I'm like, that is awesome. Um, I don't hate the second one. I mean, 
the whole river scene, I don't know how much of that you caught. I mean, honestly, the whole elves portion is a little... I missed that whole part where with the barrel riding and the whatnot. It's, I mean, I know the story and everything, so I was not like the story at all. You know, but... Yeah, and the first one... When I went to see it in the theater, I had expectations in my head, and I know we've talked about this before, about expecting it to be like Lord of the Rings. And so I was disappointed, but I feel like if I went back and watched it again now, I would like it. It wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be Lord of the Rings, it wouldn't be the best. I feel like it's the best of that trilogy, though, like hands down. Yeah. Like you can make arguments for any one of the three of the of the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, which one's best. You can make arguments and be like, yeah, sure. I mean, I can see that. I think the Hobbit is hands down the best. It makes you um, like Thor and Oak and Shield. The Riddles of the Dark scene is fucking magnificent. There's only like one scene in it that I can think of that's a little bit off, and that's because they filmed it at a higher FPS, and that's the Escape from Goblin Town. It's a little bit weird. It almost yeah. felt like Yakety Sack should be playing. Oh, I can see that, yep. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I think the first one is, is hands down the best. The rest are not bad. It just went a little I, far afield. I I liked the third one. Uh, the third one was solid. I mean, there were there were some weird parts that were obviously CGI that was yeah, the, disappointing. The CGI was rough in that. They, they sh- I wish they could have gotten the money to do what they did in The Two Towers and uh, Turn of the King and actually have real people and just clone them with the thing. But you can tell it was all CGI and it, it part of it suffered for that. There were parts that were really cool, parts not so cool. And then there's the whole fight between Thorin and everyone and them. And you're like, yeah, it's just not, you're dragging on. I mean, you got your set piece battle, but... It did, yeah, it did kind of drag a little. There happen. were a few different... There were a few different scenes where individuals were fighting other individuals, and and those those dragged out. I liked the uh, the fight on the ice thing though. Yeah, there's some right. cool part, really cool parts of that, and then Legolas was just like, why well, the whole Legolas and love story part just did not. I know there's no female characters in the movie. We know that. You know why we know that? Because Tolkien was from another time, and. You know what I mean, I don't think he was necessarily misogynistic himself, but that was the way stories were written back then. And so, no female characters to speak of in that trilogy, and you had to add somebody. And I think it was in the day a mistake. I just think you could have had better female representation elsewhere. Hell, I think it'd been better just to make Bard a female instead. That would have no. been. <clears throat> that could have worked. Yeah, because then you get your female in a strong role, and sure, people who love Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit will be up in arms, but you already made it three movies. They were already going to be up in arms. Yeah. You would have taken less heat for changing the character's gender than you would have for adding Legolas and uh, the other, what's her name? Starts with a T. Yeah, Starts with a T is about as far as I got to. Starts with a T, something Elvin. Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere in here, but I don't remember. Tyrodol, whatever her name is. But yeah, so... Is what it is. Uh, what do you give it for rating wise? I would go. Uh, I would go one. One space RB. Yeah. I I enjoyed it. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I could see going two, but I think two's uh, one I and a half. Probably more. Maybe yeah, yeah. I could see skirting two, but 
Also depends on how much that stuff offends you. Like, I didn't mind they split in the three movies. I am oh, perfectly yeah. willing. Um, I think it was a little overly long for it. I think you could have done it all in two and cut down some stuff. But yeah. it does get a little bit back for that dick ending of two. That was awesome. Because, I mean, we're all going to go see the third. Well, Cliffhanger, like, okay, first off, how long ago was the books written? <laughs> yeah. How long ago? It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Hey, Lady B Miniatures. Uh, John, John is the My name is John. Person who here. Oh, John. John. <laughs> I'm so forgettable. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to watch them. I keep waiting for Amazon to get a deal on the DVDs or Blu-rays so I can buy them all because they're worth owning. I mean, like we said last week, I think most of the hatred of them is revisionist hatred. I, I think it, it came I out. think a lot of it was just expectations, like I had going into the first one of. Of it being as epic as Lord of the Rings, and it just wasn't. But you is know. that the problem with most of Star Wars movies? Well, they weren't. I the think first so. Trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! They weren't the first trilogy. I'm, I'm with you. They could have done it in two, and cut out all the bullshit. Like Legolas, you really didn't need him in there. I like Orlando Bloom, and I think Orlando Bloom should get more roles. But you don't need him revisiting that. We're role. talking about the Hobbit, Lady B. I watched the Hobbit. Uh, this weekend. Yeah, the second one and the third one. I don't remember the original names. <laughs> I, 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 I'm with you. They weren't bad, but they weren't good either. They're... They, they mostly suffer in reference to Lord of the Rings. If you compare them to most of the rest of the fantasy genre, they're fucking great. Just they could have done... Uh, you could have had Legolas appear next to his father... Like he did in the book, whenever they're talking to him, and yeah. it would have been done. And I would have been, I would have been, ooh, ooh, Legolas, cool. Ah, okay, yeah. and then and yep. we're done. And the whole, I mean, I know they're trying to do a setup for the the rest of it with the whole necromancer part with uh, Gladriel and Gandalf and Sauron, but it was totally unnecessary. It doesn't add anything to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna rewatch this and really do a great, great uh, thing on it. But I'm gonna have to wait till I get done watching. All the Star Wars movies for the other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still just done Clone Wars Season 2. I have five more seasons of that. Three, four, several seasons of Rebels. And then the rest of the movies to go. i got a hell of a plate. Alright, um... My second one, which is a quick one, is I started a new series on Hulu called Taste the Nation. Um, it's a cooking show where Padma, and I don't know how to pronounce her last name. She does all the top chef things. Um, she's, she's a really good, uh, person. And what she does is she goes around the world tasting food, American food. And her thing is that uh, there, people say there's no traditional, like American food because we've adopted so many other different culture foods. And I just started it. And so far it's, it's only like a 30 minute show. Um, and she went to El Paso. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't finished it yet either. Um, I, I've got to finish the last season. But um, it, it's called Taste the Nation, and she goes to and visits people and their cultural food, which is really good. This one was uh, visiting El Paso, and they talked about the burrito and just, you know, uh, Latino and just different food from that there is a political theme to this going on but so far it was uh for first episode i'm in i like it um some of the food was uh, like this we always come back to food eventually in our podcast and this is our third time 
So I'm looking forward to it. So I'll binge watch it for the rest of the weeks and see how it goes. Kathy, you're number two. My number two is I watched the first few episodes of a show that I have been wanting to watch. It's called Norseman. It's yeah. a Norwegian show uh, about Vikings in this town in like the 700s. And it's played for comedy. Is and it supposed to be a comedy? It is. It is. And oh my god. It's ridiculous fun. It's so funny. It's like... Adding it to the list. It's more accurate in its representation of how people live, I think, than uh, other Viking shows like the Vikings that take things a little more seriously. But, uh, uh, so funny. Apparently, they filmed each episode in both English and Norwegian. Okay, that'll make it easier for me. (laughs) So... But yeah, there's no subtitles. They actually are in English, and uh, oh my, it's on Netflix. I'd rather watch it subtitled. I like subtitled. It, but it's not. I mean, you, I guess you could find the Norwegian version, but the version that's on Netflix is, it, they're speaking English. It's not dubbed. So, otherwise, you know me. I, I'm happy to subtitle all day long. I watch everything in subtitles. I watch American movies in subtitles because it helps. Sometimes you can't catch a line of dialogue because everything going on or it goes too quick, and it'll get that through. It actually has helped a lot, but, you know, Gonzo does stuff while he's watching movies, so he can't watch the subtitles. <laughs> um, I'll just try it out. So, so far, everything's good? No full rating it's yet? It, it, no full rating now. Um, I don't know how many episodes is in a season but uh, it just I knew it was going to be funny and stuff because I've heard other people talking about it and people who are you know like archaeologists and you know history people who study history and stuff and they're like yeah this is like it's a comedy but it's probably the best representation and I'm like oh I gotta see this (laughs) <laughs> so funny and it's a yeah, it's, it's not American humor <laughs> that's okay which is probably best because I really don't like American uh, comedies generally um, um, I'm going to combine two into one because we can do that with this so Saturday I hung out with some friends and I was like uh, let's watch something that's kind of light hearted nothing serious and so Disney Plus was there. I was like, oh, let's go here. And so we watched Guardians 1 and 2. And we watched it with a attitude of, oh, my God, this scene is so awesome. I love this part. You know, this is, this is really, really awesome, blah, blah, blah type thing and everything going on. And, you know, everything about it. And watching 1, starting with 1, you know, you... Your mind now goes back to uh, Endgame, and you know when they go back in time, and I go, oh, I remember, you know, and you're it gives these it kind of like flashbacks a bit, and such, and you're just kind of watching it and everything, and it got me thinking, and and it's not set in stone or whatever, but 
when did the Marvel movies get to be just fucking badass? Now, Iron Man, the first one, was really freaking cool. But when did we go, fucking A, this is all going really good. And and what what movie kind of set the Marvel, the MCU universe apart? Captain and made America. It different? Captain, Captain America was America. Right. When, they, when they first got to be amazing consistently. I would say probably Avengers, though. Avengers is the first one where it was just tippity-tip-top, generally agreed, and then just... Just roll from there. And see, because I was thinking, because I was like, Guardians are such so far out of the typical MCU style, in the thing that it's more of a comedy-based of uh, superhero movie than Captain America and Avengers. It's more serious. And I was like, but it was done so well, um, and it just got me thinking that I, I would I really want to sit down. The popular with, opinion time. Guardians of the Galaxy One is super fun, and I enjoy the crap out of it. This is not a great movie. That, that, that's what I'm saying. There's something... I think you and I, we need to like go through and just discuss the MCU as a whole. Or we because, could do a separate podcast, then. Good Lord, there's so much time in that. Yeah, I know. Because uh, it got me thinking, as I was watching it, that you, you know, we could sit down and do a whole episode. And don't anyone think I don't like this movie. I like that movie. It is in the tippity-top of the second-tier Marvel movies for me. I will watch it at a moment's notice. It's just that when you look at stuff like we do sometimes as sort of reviewers, you notice the flaws. Gamora right. is not even a character in that fucking movie. No, because I was... Individual in it, she has... She doesn't have a backstory. They cut some scenes from it, and Guardians 2, because now I was going to talk about it in a second, yeah. is fucking amazing. Correct. And that's something Lady B just mentioned, the music in Guardians of the Galaxy. And I was like, yes. I'm singing along, and I'm just oh, getting yeah. all into Agreed. it. Agreed, yeah. It is a well-crafted movie. I love it. It's but really only maybe Rocket and Star-Lord and a tiny bit of Drax have any good character development. G Gamora is an afterthought, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Especially the first one. Due till number two. And Groot is Groot. I'm Groot. That's what he is. Yep. Which I think is hilarious because we actually looked up and Vin Diesel got paid $50 million to do Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And it was like, damn. <laughs> what? Yeah, he got paid $50 million. That seems like too... That can't be right. That's probably bad reporting. Well, supposedly he got paid $50 million for playing Groot. There you go. Here goes the Googles. How much did Vin Diesel get paid uh -huh. for playing Groot? I don't know, but I might have to, before next week, and watch Captain America. And I still haven't seen Doctor Strange, so that's on my list. But we... <laughs> John, what does it say? <laughs> John's face. I'm muted so you can't hear me because I'm typing. I don't want to be super loud and everyone, but like, the fuck, Kathy? Come on. What? That I never saw it? But we watched one and two, and they're just still good, solid, fun movies to watch. Um, you, you still get the feels on certain things and everything, but I mean, I really, really, really liked it. And I was like, this is just a good... These are just two good, fun movies to watch. And so, uh, Zero Space RPGs all around, just because, one, Nostalgia, two, is just solid. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's super fun. And Guardians 2 takes everything they did in Guardians 1 and improves upon just about every aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, Drax might not have much of a character arc, 
but he doesn't need it anymore because he's already had his arc, and he just fills in that background role great. And Star Lord has another arc. Gamora has her fucking arc. Yondu has a fucking amazing. It's great. Yeah. I, and the feels in that movie are real. Correct. They're real. Like, oh yeah, you know, Yondu dies, you go miss the eye. His his funeral, I'm no good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. No good at that point. Someone comes in and starts cutting onions, and I can't help it. <laughs> Kathy, what's your third? Because we're not going to let you not get away with doing all three of yours in one day. Oh, my third is Knives Out. I watched that Friday night. I was so happy when John said that it was free on Amazon because a few days earlier when I looked, it was not free. Yeah, so, they made it free in that. To be fair, though, after watching it, it's worth paying money for. Yeah. So I, uh, oh my God, well... I love murder mysteries. I I used to watch them with my dad when I was little. And so to me, it was like somewhere between, uh, what's the Agatha Christie? And then there were none, you know, the old, old, and then there were none from like 1930s, black and white. Uh, and murder by death. <laughs> murder by death. <laughs> I don't usually go to like, murder by death, but by clue. Most people go to clue before murder by death, but I also I love, murder by, love murder by death. <laughs> <laughs> and this was like right in in the middle of. Uh, that's what I was expecting. That was what I was hoping for, and I, that's what I got. I wonder if there's more. I feel like every decade or so they come out with a movie like that. I just we need to figure out what it was for like the. Uh, the uh, the two thousands and all, uh, you know, because you had murder by death and clue. Then this, there's got to be some stuff in the middle that are the same things. That is, uh, I, I love Knives Out. I'll be honest, I love that. I love murder by death too. I love Clue. All those sort of humor, humor themed whodunits are great. Oh, hey, thanks oh, for the thanks for Yay! Yay. Uh, Lady B, we'll do another review of Avengers Endgame at some point, uh, but just rest assured, we'll probably agree to uh, disagree. I love Avengers <laughs> Endgame. Not all of it I agree, it's a little long and all, but there are parts that just make it all worth it. Um, but, but Knives Out, Gonzo, you gotta watch Knives Out with... I, I'm gonna watch it this week, since I, I, I was tempted to, but of course everybody knows my week was a pretty hell week. Yeah, uh, yeah. So... What do you think of his accent? So the entire time, it was like listening to my husband playing his his uh, Randall Snodgrass, the bluegrass bard, his D&D character, and his fire and brimstone preacher character from uh, Deadlands. That is how, that's exactly how he talks. In fact, even like the little story that there's one quote, and I wish to God I had written it down. But it was, it was so Jim. It was hilarious. Uh, I feel like that. That being said, that accent was a little over the top because Jim's accent, uh, when he puts it on for these characters, is way over the top. <laughs> it is definitely closer to Baldwin Leghorn than not. Absolutely. But I think it fits, especially the character. I would. You know things where you saw a deeper thing. You could see him talking in a normal accent, and it being totally just him playing up his uh, mystique around himself. Yeah, but I love Daniel Craig. The, Daniel Craig, the, the entire cast was great in it. 
Yeah. Which, I mean, it's not really surprising. Again, they're mostly names. So right? many twists yeah. and turns, though. Yeah, Things that I right. just did not expect. I'm like, whoa! And then they just, whoa, again, in the other direction. <laughs> like, yep. this is amazing. You start going, they did this. Oh, the, the, the twist can be this. They're like, oh, the twist is this. Wait, no, the twist is... Wait, what's... And you, but you never get confused about what's going on. Right. Your mind just keeps going to, like, trying to figure out the twist. And I'm like, oh, that, this is great. This is great. Oh, no, this the, is even better. I love the uses of all the Chekhov's gun that they, uh, you know, that they place in there. Well, like, explain uh, that, what Chekhov's gun is for those of us who don't. For those of you who don't uh, know, Chekhov's gun is a, uh, it's a sort of literary um, trope where if you see a gun in the first act of a player or something, a player movie, it must be used by the third act. It's basically you don't lay red herring groundwork. If you say something in the first act, it should come back in the last act. It's a setup and payoff. But it's a and and they do it very very well and not necessarily the way you think. They they red herring some of the middle parts where you think they're going to use like oh they set up this thing they're using it here oh they didn't and then they use it later and you're like oh shit. I absolutely love a couple of things in the beginning that that people say that all of a sudden in the end you're like oh, circles right back. Yep. It's, I think it'd be very good on a second watching. I might have to do that uh, when I get. Oh, to I, I I'm watching it with Jim too this week. <laughs> I will watch it this week. Uh, can't guarantee it tomorrow because I reset up all my 3D printers. So, but I will definitely rent it and watch it this week. So. Um, I have one last one, and uh, it's not too bad. Uh, we were trying to figure out a movie to watch to wind down for the evening, and of course we were on a Marvel kick. Why not do some more Marvel? And Thor Ragnarok was there. Nice. Um, and yeah. it was just right there, and I was like, you know what? I really want to watch this again, because I don't think I've seen it maybe, you know, two or three times. It's been a while, so I was like, well, let's rewatch it again. Um the first thing we said is the first part of the movie and the last part of the movie are really good. And in the middle, we were like, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Zin. Um, and it got me thinking, goes, what is, what, is there something wrong with the middle of the movie? Or is it just we don't remember? Or is it just, you know, need to check on it and, you know, see what's going on? And so I paid a lot more attention to the middle of the movie where Thor fights, you know, Hulk and, you know, different things and a little bit of that and uh what did i forget this time mizzy i drank yesterday i can't remember everything um and so i was i was looking at it and i really enjoyed looking back on the movie the dialogue and the camaraderie and everything else going between thor and loki this time based on watching all the other stuff from the, you know, watching Endgame and, you know, the MCU technically, you know, being over type thing. And so I was watching it and I was like, I really, 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 really enjoyed the Thor and Loki dialogue in this a whole lot more. And then, uh, what was it? Um, one of the part one of the people were watching, uh, was like, oh, I love the part where Thor throws Loki. And it goes, yeah, you can do that in the Marvel Universe game in Marvel Crisis Protocol. And uh, they were like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you can do it. And it's actually named after what they did in the movie. And so I was like, it, it, I think 
it got better for me. The middle part of the movie got better based on watching Endgame and knowing what happens to watching this now. And I was like, I really liked it a whole lot more. Um, is it still a good movie? Yes. Uh, is it great seeing Thor getting, you know, kicking people's butts and all this other stuff? Yes. Is it fun watching and the music and everything going on? Yes. Um, I really, 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 I enjoyed it again. So, I, I, do, I, I think it's better than two. Uh, actually, I think it's better than one, in my opinion. Disagree. Um, but... There's a, there, I, I have actual real reasons. Like, so this is another one, like Guardians 1, where it is enjoyable as hell. It is super fun to watch. But there's this thing they do in the movie where every serious moment is undercut by a joke, and it hurts the movie. I feel like it's an overreaction to sort of the DC downer thing. And, like, literally, like, you know, um, Asgard is breaking up, and then you have a joke by the rock guy, who's the, the director, and you're like, you just, you fucking ruined a moment, dude. Good job. And I was trying to make it less a downer, but there are certain points in any movie, even a movie like that, that should be a downer because they're important you take the importance away from the moment by making it a fucking joke. And that's the part I don't like. It is still super fun to watch, watching a moment's notice like the other one, but it drops in the second tier for me because of that. Uh, there's a, a actual technical term for it. I don't remember right now. I'm trying to remember what it is, but I cannot. Um, but I, I just feel like it didn't did a little bit of a disservice, unfortunately, to Thor by doing that. It made him a joke rather than a serious character. I, I'd actually like it better than one, and especially better than two. Um, I mean, two is the worst Marvel movie. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, two, I mean, two, two is horrible. And, but it's not like a bad movie. It is above mediocre in overall quality. It's just the worst Marvel movie. Yeah. Shit so, happens. Something's got to be the worst in anything. But I like one a lot. I feel like it, it had a lot of heavy lifting to, to, to do, and it did a lot of that heavy lifting very well. And, like, Ragnarok's super fun, but it's not one of my first go-tos. Like I said, those those little things bother me about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it is what it is. It's a lot of personal preference in these movies. Yeah. Well, and that's the reason why I was like, we can watch these because, one, these are some of the Marvel go-to, and I put quotes right, fun movies. Mm -hmm. That you don't have to, it's not serious, it wasn't anything, you, know, you can laugh and joke. Should have gone for Ant-Man. Ant I was so close. I was so close between Ant Man and this, but those those two do it well. Yeah, those, those, two, those. I mean, Guardians Two is better than those two movies. Yeah, but I think those two movies are better than Guardians One and Ragnarok, in my opinion. Yeah, but I did see that because we were like, if we were to say it for again, I would have put in Ant Man after that because Ant Man's another one that's kind of that. Yeah, good, feel good, funny, you know, not a serious MCU movie yeah. type thing. I, Honestly, I feel like another good, like, maybe a little minor trilogy to watch uh, if you want sort of on that level is Ant-Man, Ant-Man, Wasp, and Doctor Strange. Because Doctor Strange is a bit more serious, but they put the comedy in pretty well through that. But they do have one of those, mo a couple of those moments in it, too, that I, I wish I remember the term for it. I don't. Sorry, brain. I don't, I'm not a <laughs> professional. I don't remember all these. Well, these you have been drinking, too, so. What? Oh, I haven't. 
lies, lies and slander. Why would you slander me like that? Guys, you come to the end of our show. We really appreciate you coming and joining us. If you like us, hit that follow button. Um, don't forget that you can see Kathy Tuesday through Friday. She yeah. will be um, painting, and she does a better job than I, and she's amazing. So don't forget to watch Kathy 3 to 5 Central uh, Tuesday through Friday. Um, I will... We will not be streaming our Midgard campaign, but our Midgard campaign is... videos this week, is that right? But we will have two of those videos up this week, um, and we have like a lot of things coming up. Uh, follow us on Facebook. You can listen to us on uh, SoundCloud or any of your RSS streaming. We're on every freaking platform. Um, we appreciate everybody that came in today. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, before we leave, I will rate. We'll be rating Rainer um, and everything. Because oh, uh, he's my boy, and I love him to death. And I got to give him props and tell him I got my gobos. So for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good.